Mark, how are you? Welcome to our bedroom. I know, it's a wee change of scenery for us, isn't it? I've not been in a gentleman's boudoir for quite a long time. That's a damn lie, I'm sure. <laughs> no, yes, because um, for, for you listeners, what would happen is, is you'd sometimes here in the background of some of the other uh, episodes is like, People would come in. When I say people, my my gorgeous darling husband or our lovely housemate uh, would come in and make a cup of tea or something like that, which they rightly should. But obviously, I'd I'd feel like uh, I'd just lose my focus into the lovely uh, dulcet tones of Mark's voice that I should be focusing on. So I thought, why not change of scene? Like set it up here in the bedroom. We've got our mic stands out. It feels like a, some sort of cover of some sort of like. Like Annie Leibovitz does yeah. folk, like it's like we're going to sing a, a R and B uh, Christmas album. What's that bit? There's a quote from Shit's Creek where they're just like, "I just want to look like impossibly expensive, like I've just woken up on a dusty couch." You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that's when that guy uh, does the football. And isn't, doesn't the boyfriend get over tanned or something like yeah, that? Oh, that's yeah. funny. That's great. He's like, "I just told them to give me what you give. Why would you do that? I'm I'm basically Sicilian." <laughs> 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 it's excellent. Great lines. No, yes, uh, but speaking of uh, Christmas, um, we were just talking about Christmas then. I was going to say, we've not mentioned Christmas. Not Christmas but yes, well, Christmas is coming, and uh, it, it's very quick, coming quickly this year, isn't it? Yeah, it just you seems know. to have just like sprang up. Yeah, and I, the shop I work in, they do big Christmas. Like, there's so much decorations up, and a lot of the clients are like, don't you think it's a bit early? I'm like, you do realise Christmas is like... This is going back a bit, only like you know, it's four weeks away. They're like, really? But um, yeah, I, I was having a conversation, and I think a lot of people get this as well. And is uh, you know, he dislikes Christmas, he dislikes New Year's, and he dislikes birthdays. Who? Uh, one of my mates. Right. I'm not going to say. Well, just because you were like he, and I was just like, I don't know who we're talking about here. No, no. Yeah, so yeah, one of my friends. I, I he he does listen to this sometimes, so I, you know, I don't want to name him but he does have a point i understand where he's coming from and uh any type of thing where event where you're like where marketing makes it look like oh let's get nostalgic you know at christmas time and or new year's let's think back and think forward and and i was actually thinking about my walk this morning i'm like well no that's bullshit this year let's not think back to this last year because it's been a terrible year for everyone yeah. you know so i think it's going to be a i think as long as we kind of prepare ourselves uh mentally it's almost like preparing for the death of someone um for for new years being perhaps like a bit of a psychological mind fuck for totally. for everyone no wonder suicide rates skyrocket this time of year <laughs> no absolutely <laughs> all that no. family time gonna push you over the edge no exactly and and uh yeah this hasn't been the best year to to, to look back but you know 2022 is a, is a new year maybe this is the time to look forward Oh, I think you should always should. Oh, see, I, I like because I, do, I don't, I don't particularly like the festive season. Mm. Um, I just don't, and I never really have, not even when I was younger. And I think it's because I always had this, um, this kind of pattern and monologue kind of told taught to me that I was a bit ungrateful and things. Mm. And I was like, I'm not ungrateful. You're just you asked me what I wanted, and yeah. then you didn't buy it, and then 
that was disappointing for me. <laughs> uh, Malibu Barbie. Malibu Barbie. <laughs> Why did you buy Ken? I didn't ask for Ken. Basically the same thing. No, it's not. It doesn't have detachable heels. Um, <laughs> I feel sorry about that. And it's always that kind of pressure. Like I find, I find gift giving uh, and I find receiving very uncomfortable. This year has been really hard for gifts, I think. Because Ugh. what do you get for people? You know, people bought lo- so much stuff in lockdown and stuff. Like... I just don't know. And also experiences. We've still got vouchers from like two years ago. Yeah. I've bought dinner. I've bought like like, uh, meal vouchers. Yeah. Like my parents don't listen to this. They won't listen to my podcast. I I bought them like a gift experience at Six by Nico with like all the wine tasting. Oh, wow. Gorgeous. Just because like a couple of years ago, um, I got them vouchers for Chop House. And that was good. I love and I, I've been to Six by Nico quite a few times. I love it. But they've not been. been. They do like their food. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they'll enjoy the whole experience of it. I enjoy the experience of it. Although I've also had some friends who are maybe a bit more well-versed or maybe have a bit more money and are maybe more used to fine dining have told me that it's like some kind of like very commercial kind of like, but I love it. It doesn't matter. I, <laughs> I like, Okay, so that I, I think that's bullshit because okay, you look fine at... Fine dining, targeted for the masses. <laughs> yeah, but okay, well you look at Nando's, love it or hate it, it does... Yes, although you do have to... No, you don't have to go up and order anymore because of COVID. But um, apart from that little thing, it delivers. It does what... And it's always busy. Yeah. You know, and they know the customers... Expensive, though. Surpri- it always surprises me how expensive, expensive that's it is. true, yeah. I feel, I feel the Wagon Mamas and Nando's are on that same tier of... You're like, this... Yeah. In my head, this is like a cheap chain. And then you get the bill and you're like, this is not a cheap chain. <laughs> that's true, actually. This is just chain dining. Because if you went to like a, a, a good gastro pub and got like, say, a chicken burger... Um, you know, it's probably going to be the same price, if not cheaper, than Nando's, yeah. and it's probably going to be more. Well, I just completely contradicted myself then. But <laughs> anyway, but, yeah. So I, I find, I find Christmas quite stressful. So I totally appreciate what your friend is saying. Yeah, and I was trying to trying to get him to kind of reframe it, but it's obviously that's that's something that you can't do with. A belly full of gin and tonics, which we were. Um, Fair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's good. let's reframe our lives after drinking loads of depressants. I mean, I mean, it's glad that you do this to all your friends and not just me. Like, I feel very much more seen. <laughs> like, no, of course, yeah, it's not just me that needs therapy from you. No, and I, I think as well, maybe this part of the world is. Well, that's a load of shit because in Australia, this is summer, right? So you're getting a lot of sun, and because you and I were just talking then about like, I was saying how sometimes if I you know, I'll go get a cheeky wee six or eight minutes on a sunbed and it does boost my mood because we don't get enough sun here. And I know we've talked about this on the podcast before. But interesting enough, I just had a flashback then to when I was living in Australia. I always found New Year's a bit, um, you know, yeah, a, a, a bit of a sh- shit time. But it it's also because I always thought that like good times are something for other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what other people can achieve. And 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 I was actually okay with that, but but it's kind of like there was I always thought, but there actually wasn't. I always thought there was this expectation that on New Year's you're supposed to have like a great time, be wild and be friends and like, you know, all the so much pressure on it. It always becomes anticlimactic. Yeah, but I don't know if it really is anymore. I think everyone just wants to stay home. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone, but maybe that's just because we're older. I think maybe when you're yeah. like early 20s, like you've 
or even like that kind of 19, 20, 21, for years you've seen like the printer street, like street party and stuff, and you're like, oh my god, when I can drink, I'm gonna go <gasps> and I'm gonna get it's gonna be like wild, and then you're yeah. like, mm, it's, not that it's probably the least wild night of the year. We, I, I've done the Princess Street uh, Street Party twice, and the first one was we got tickets for the bit in front of the stage, you know, um, and it was um, Pet Shop Boys, it was amazing, and um, and you had space, so it was great. And then we thought, oh, and we had friends coming over from Glasgow, and they said we want to do the street party. And I said, okay, why not? Like, let's just do the the on the street bit. No, I don't know if you've ever done it. No, I've not. Don't. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I'm good. Uh, am I okay in crowds? I don't know. But we kind of found our way in, say like four or five people deep, and it was gridlock. The whole Princess Street was gridlock. You couldn't get to anywhere that sold drinks. If you wanted to pierce, um, you had to go to the other end of Princess Street, and like, and the they had they had guards all along the 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 barricades to stop people because people there was nowhere for people to go you know yeah. and the girl that i was with is, was smaller than me and she got freaked out so we somehow barged ourselves to an edge and we begged this this young guard guy you have to open these this barrier we need to get out we can't get anywhere we can't get to the bathroom we can't get back to the exit we can't get to a bar even you know and he took pity on it he opened it for us and arthur i've never seen he, he was a bit hyper and he's like he said to the guy this is going to kick off and Honestly, behind us, about 50 people spilled out from that gap they opened because it just needed breathing space. So it's like that crushing crowd. It was. Like, so it was dangerous. a crushing crowd. It was a crushing crowd. And I didn't, I, I was looking around, and I think the only people who were enjoying it were people already drunk, yeah. you know? Um, no, it's, so, it's never been my vibe. It's never been something I've wanted no. to do. I, and we again, back to, to the, the friend who brought up. Um, his feelings about uh, these this time of year. Uh, we, we're saying like the I think maybe the best New Year's uh, are the ones where you have like you know you and one other person or you and three other people or just a small crowd count down you know if you want and then you know bed by one you know what I mean so because yeah. you can go out any time of the year and it's nicer to go out in summer I think you know totally so, I am. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, exactly. I think a night out with no expectations always turns out to be a better night out than a night out where it's so, like, right. laden with expectation. Yeah, yeah, As yeah. New Year. Yeah. It's, been, uh, it's meant to be the big one. No. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, gifts, uh, you just reminded me about... I remember when I was growing up, my my mum... It got me a WWF. Is it still called WWF? The wrestling, it's yeah. not. I think it's just like WW now. Okay, so they got me this WWF wrestling. It was a little ring, like a little fighting ring, and two of the figurines that were like, you know, you know, and then you, you put them in the middle and they're supposed to wrestle and fight. Rah, rah. Well, I turned it into a catwalk, right? So, <laughs> so they kind of went, and I think I had like little glow worms that used to come with these little um, uh, sleeping bags. And that was like the person in the middle of the catwalk was like talking about what they were wearing and stuff like that. But obviously they were just wearing speedos. Like, just bizarre Love gifts that. to give to me. You know? I used to get action men a lot when I was younger. I, I was obsessed with action men. I loved action men. Um, and then I just used to, I had lots of them, like lots, like like, like you're odd. talking like G.I. Joe and... No, so, but it was Action Men. That was the brand. Is... They were Action Men. Oh, okay, okay. Action Man was like a thing. It was like male Barbie. But they were, oh, they were all like... Okay. You'd be like... Different professions different, and stuff. Well, he was like a, it was like a spy, superhero-y type, G.I. Joe-y type character. So you'd get like Bond. skiing Action Man. <laughs> awesome. Or you'd get like rock climbing Action Man. There was like a bungee jump Action Man. And like you'd, there was different vehicles, like different sports cars or Jeeps. Oh. It'd be Safari Action Man, Moon Action Man, 
bury that. Can right? you still get it? Um, I think you can, but it doesn't look the same. Oh, and they okay. went they went through a phase where when they first came out, um, it was just kind of a male doll, but there was a kind of phase in the middle where they had this kind of moulded plastic kind of quaffed hair with like a single kind of curl on his forehead and stuff. He was dreamy and he had this like <laughs> ripped physique and like the little crotch part was like a blue kind of Y front uh-huh. I fa- so I used to basically just get all the action man out get them all in their correct outfit quite the right. correct shoe the matching weapon get them all laid out <laughs> as if they were all and then just very neatly put them back in the tub and that would take me a good couple of hours and that's how I played with my action men amazing I had a limited edition golden eye that was a James Bond one that came yeah. like a film sale and stuff um, and then when my little brother came along 12 years after me my mum was like, oh, just give me your action man. And he just destroyed them. And it was no, so upsetting. Did the same with my Legos. Oh, it's not raw, is it, Mark? It's not raw. Yeah. <laughs> but what's, what's hilarious, so I just thought this was me. And then my mum and dad were cleaning out not that long ago. They were like, you need to come and get some of this stuff. So I went and just picked my favourite ones, the moulded hair, the single curl mm-hmm. stunners. Um, my favourite couple of outfits, because, you know, they need a change of outfit. And they were sitting in a, like a bag for life in the backseat of my car and I picked up my friend's once and my friend Stephen was in the back of the car and he was like, oh, you've got action, man. And he fully like excited pulling them up and like, these are so cool. And I was like, it was everyone. We were all in. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, so I like, had... Um... <laughs> Mine's even less butch. One Christmas, my mum did give me everyone but Glenda, but the entire... All the characters from Wizard of Oz. Stunning. As dolls, like Mattel, Mattel dolls. And, uh, you know, there was obviously Dorothy and Toto and Scarecrow Lion and Tin Man and, and the witch. And the only one we, we didn't have was Glenda. But I think mum still has them at home in the boxes as well. They're probably not. It's funny when you think something's going to be worth something and you look it up and it's like, oh, you can get this for £30. You're like, oh, oh. shame. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, no. Um, and I remember, I think it was, I was 13 at the time when Mariah released Merry Christmas. And... And that's all I wanted for Christmas. And I think that's all I got. <laughs> but it was the best Christmas ever, you know. Yeah. Did I get it? I got it on cassette. I think this was pre-CD. Um, yeah, so... We cassette. Yeah. Well, the last... So my last couple of Christmases, we were in we were in Australia for a wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the year that I was doing my PGD. So what would that have been? That would be like one, two, three, four, five. About five years ago. So yeah, about 2016, maybe that kind yeah. of like winter... Um, and I'd, I was in the middle of doing the postcard I was super stressed out uh, my anxiety was through the roof like my mental health really wasn't very good at that time and a lot of the family went across and there was a wedding and we were in Australia and obviously it was hot and we were kind of doing like that kind of like buffet barbecue type Christmas dinner and we were there for about three weeks and I remember it being a really tough time mm. because it was just like everyone getting together for lunch everyone getting together for, and I just you know when you're like social situations are really tricky and then you're like they're constant and then it's going out for dinner and, and I just like actually I just need breathing space but yeah. I just couldn't get it mm-hmm. um, so I found that really tricky that Christmas and then we came home we had one here and my mum's an excellent cook so at Christmas there's always like multiple courses the food's always incredible and that's always my favourite bit of Christmas because I'm uh, I'm an eater yeah um, but then I just f- I, I started to think Christmas so stressful that the following year I just didn't do anything mm. i got drunk at on my um christmas works night out and i pre-ordered a chinese and i stayed in the house on my own and i had a wee slot to pick my chinese up at like two o'clock and i went and picked up and she was like that'll be 45.90 and i was like 45 what the fuck have i ordered because i was <laughs> drunk when i ordered it so i had no idea and it came home and i had went all out like i had all these starters i had like a duck fourth pancakes Amazing. i had like meals Great. i was eating it for about three days over the festive period it was brilliant um 
and I just I just chilled. It was just me and the dog in the house. Hadn't long had the dog. And then last year, my friend um, was like, we're not doing Christmas on your own again. You'll just need to come and have Christmas with us. And her mum was quite adamant that I was coming to theirs for dinner. And it was that weird thing where it was like, it was Christmas, but it was just like someone else's Christmas. I just yes. felt a bit like an imposter. So you were watching... Yeah, and it was yeah, just I like, that. I feel like I'm just gatecrashing your Christmas now. Um, and that was nothing... Like, they're very lovely people. They're very welcoming. That's, that's nothing to do with them. But it's that thing. It's like, I understand. It's Christmas, but not as you know it. Um... So yeah, I just find the whole thing very stressful. I'm a, I'm a bit, I'm, I'm starting to already get a bit like, Ugh, about this one coming. People keep being like, what are you doing this year for it? And I'm a bit like, yeah, I'd love to just not do anything again. Yeah, why don't you do that? Just but, chill um, out. Because oh, my mum now gets a bit upset. You, she can see you on Boxing Day. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I just find the expectation between, yeah, it's too yeah, much. It's too much. I get it. Um, like, so we, we, are, we, we, we do gays and strays. So anyone who can't get home for Christmas or... Who want to hang out with other people can you know, come comes to ours, and Gays and that's yeah, hilarious. Yes, and so there's there's five of us this year. I think we've had up to eight people, you know, um, and you know that that's how I have reframed Christmas. Um, not that Christmases w- were bad growing up. Mum always like she's a great cook, and you know, so the the food was always great it was just a, a weird vibe because my brothers were normally always hung over on christmas and my dad hate like he's not good at christmas because uh, there's a, a whole avenue of podcasts we could talk about my father there um so he's just not good at the dinner table so so there was always this, like by 1 p.m the day just felt kind of done you know yeah. yet you knew that other families you couldn't just go i couldn't just go to someone else's house and say let's hang out because it was christmas day and they're having their family time and yeah. their parents would be like what's ian doing here that thing uh so yeah that's why for me christmas it, it for me it's important to kind of rejig it to make it my own thing and i was very inspired by um i, I in 2005 i was living in dublin uh, with two Italians, and they very generously let me spend Christmas Day with them and their friends. And they did this great thing of, like, just doing, like, eight small courses, right? But, like, an hour and a half in between. You know, everyone had a responsibility. So um, so someone did a lamb course, and someone did a salad course, and someone did a pasta course, and someone did this course and that course. And you'd watch a bit of the TV. You'd go for a walk if you want. Obviously, you'd help washing up if it needed that. But it was just so chill. More red wine, yeah. And also, because you kind of – you were eating and kind of sipping – there was no kind of spike of like very drunk and then this gorge of eating and then you just feel shit and you sit around watching BBC Call the Midwife and crying your eyes out. None of that. It was like really kind of slow. So we like you you started your first course at like midday and you finished at like 8 p.m. Yeah. But it was a really kind of chilled day, you know. Totally. Um, and so I tried to do something like that as much as possible. But Arthur, you know, um, I feel like we've talked about this, and uh, sorry, listeners, if we have. But he lives, you know, traditionally. You you sit down and you have your three courses in the one sitting for forty five minutes, and then you all one or two people help wash up the other, you know, and yeah. So, uh, but I, I try to spread it out just to kind of make the day uh, fill it with like good content, you know, you know, as opposed to let's just inhale. Um, everything in front of us and then just feel like crap for hours after you know yeah i because that's my problem as well i am a i'm an eater so when the food goes down i'm just like inhale it um i've recently been uh um 
reminded how to drink. Reminded how, how to, to drink. drink. The sippy cup. Because I am bad at, as you probably, um, you know, as 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 you probably guess, I'm bad at drinking very strong spirits um, and getting very drunk very quickly. You know, because I love martinis and, um, you know, uh, yeah, I just like any of uh, uh, the short kind of cocktails that are served in very cold glasses that should be done in three gulps, love. But obviously after an hour, you're like, I can barely talk. And I was with my um, friends, uh, Graham and Tom, recently, and they, uh, they when they mix their gin and tonics, they do it with such care. And uh, so they just put like you know, 25 mils of gin, one can of tonic, and the lemon or the citrus, and they mix it. And then you do get, obviously, drunker very slowly, but surely... And it's more of a buzz as yep. opposed to, oh, I'm now talking shit. Like, yeah, you know, it's more of a 100%. control thing. So I was at our neighbor's house last night across the road and they're amazing cooks. And I and I, I bought all my gin, all my tonic and all the ice and stuff like that. And I said, just put that outside. And I just, I did that technique, just like 25 mils of gin. And I just, I, I lasted all the night, which is very unusual for me. Normally I kind of... Um, Clock early and yeah, then... peek out and clock out. Like, like I, I can't focus. I need to go to bed, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I've kind of taught myself how to drink again. Well, see, I've been I, I've been making a, a distinct effort to socialise more and just like get out and about. And um, I think I went off the rails a wee bit. And I have just been hammering the drink recently. Mm. And on nights out, I, I've just been getting absolutely white boy wasted, mm. like girl interrupted. Oh gosh, well, I mean, yeah, it's funny you say because uh, I I noticed on your stories last night you were watching the Adele concert. Oh my god, I've watched it like four times. How do you see it? I've, I, how do you watch it? I haven't seen it. So it's on Sky, but then when it was on the telly, I recorded it and then I saved it onto my Skybox. So I just go and it's just there in my recordings. Okay. I've and last night I watched it twice because I kept I would watch every song and then rewind it and then watch every song again. Yes, of course. I am obsessed with it. It's so good. I've seen it. Have you heard her new album? Yeah. Yeah. Constantly. It's on repeat. Yeah, because My Little Love is such a tough one because she, you know, it's got that little voice pop. It's her her son. It's the voice It's the son, but the voice pop, voice note at the end about her, she loves being on her own and that's how she gets her energy and there's a voicemail been... she left for her friend on like a tough day yeah it's re- it's, hard. it's a hard listen eh? yeah it's, hard yeah, it's quite emotional and yeah and you know and she's you know she's not uh, an extrovert I mean I, I love the fact that in between albums she's not heard of yeah you know there's a there's so on the um, audience for the deal there's a bit where well first there's a bit where she starts to sing the new the title single the one that just came out and she gets to the first verse and starts the chorus and then stops them and is like, we're just going to do it again. She was like, I'm shooting my pants. And everyone kind of laughs and giggles, but she's so nervous. Of course. And we just think yes, that she's like, a, she is like the phenomenal vocalist of our generation type of thing. Yeah. She has this like icon image already. But she is a human she's being. She's a human and being. She's, a and she's obviously and... a human being that really um, struggles with her confidence, which baffles me when you're like, you just want someone to be so, you just want to be like, oh my God, but you're amazing. Just want yes. to blow someone up. Um, and then Robbie when Williams was, sing- was like that. Was he? Oh yeah. There's a there's a documentary called Progress, which was which followed Take That when Robbie Williams came back and they did an album together, yeah. and it was really interesting. Like he'd be backstage, like sweating, like they had to almost convince him to go on stage. We have to come on stage. And if you've seen him live, he does this interesting thing where he'll get the he's very he's a showman. He gets the he he'll get the audience to do a lot of the work. Yeah. So he'll be like, come on, like the song, let me entertain you. 
Uh, he'll like, like, go on, and then he'll point the microphone to the audience, and they're like, let me entertain you. And he's like, yeah. Like, it's like they're singing all these songs, but obviously for the ballads, he Does that, does them himself. Yeah. But yeah, you'd think people like him and Adele are mega stars, you yeah. know. And yeah, but he's uh, but for me, I don't think he's not a, a vocalist. Like I would never class. No, 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 he's, no. He's, a he he's a showman. He's a performer. Sh- yeah. Exactly. Whereas the in, in the show, she sings one of her songs from her album "Hold On," which is my favorite. And you can see at the start, there's an intro, and there's like a there's like a, a backing voice. It's her. She's singing mm-hmm. in the background. And it's a backing track, and you can see it. And it kind of zooms in on her face, and you can see that she's already emotional. Mm. And she does this thing where she kind of like purses her lips and kind of like bats her lips together. Yeah. And she does it at several points during the show. I've watched it far too many times. Uh. And it's just, it's. I find it like, um, yeah, it's it's not hard to watch, but you're a bit like, bless you. Like it makes me feel mm. a bit sad. Mm. As if like Adele songs that make you want to <laughs> cry your exactly. eyes out anyway. But seeing her like obviously looking so vulnerable, you're like, wow, mm-hmm. Christ. But I mean, that's the work is authentic to her, and yeah. I, I, I'm sure it's not an act. And um, no, you can and that's why that's why the work sells and is so relatable because yeah. you know. You know, I mean, you won't get that emotion from Little Mix, you know. No, no. And <laughs> Not if, that they're aiming for that, you know. They 100%, are pop, pop but group. it feels painful. You're like, yeah, like, yeah. I so can't listen to the album too much. There was one day I was listening to the album uh, 30 uh, on the way home and I got to the front door and I was like, I need to cry. Do you know those times you're like, I need a wank right now. I need to just, I need <laughs> you need to just an emotional like, wank. Just, just, just a wank that like... Just, you know, one of those five second wanks, you know, no, I was like that, but for crying, I was like, I put the key in the door, I'm like, shit, I'm, I'm going to cry. And I, I did, got to the top of the stairs and I just, I just like lost it. And Arthur was downstairs because we'll, we'll, I had to literally do a quick change in, the, in a car and we're heading out. And uh, so, but I didn't want Arthur to know, obviously. So I had the cry and I let it out as much as possible. My cat was there. He's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> um, and then I just like, you know, packed my bag, fixed my face up. I felt like a 1950s housewife. And I went down like, ready. And like, I think if, if you were to look, it's like, shit, you've been crying. But I, you know, but it felt, it does feel good, I think, to have a good cry. Yeah. 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 And I go through phases, especially nowadays, I'm, I cry, I'm crying a lot more, but I'm letting it happen. You know, you know. See, I'm, I'm, st- I'm, I'm very much in the stage now where just now, whereas I think if I started crying, I might never stop. Never stop. No, <laughs> yeah. just keep going. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. Oh well, no, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll cry it out to the point that I'll then think of things while I'm crying. I'll think of things to keep crying for. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're like an emotional like narcissist. It's, you just no, wanna... it's, yeah, it's cathartic. It's just like you know. I remember once, you know, uh, yeah, I just think... Not narcissist, masochist, that's the word I was going to Narcissist. Yeah, it's just because it's been very overwhelming lately, everything yeah. that's going on. And it does we it does feel like we are get, coming out of coronavirus, but in the end, it does, I don't know, you know, so it's, 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 it's just so, so uncertain nowadays, you know. But, uh, but all, you know, and that's the other thing, it is overwhelming for me because... You know, there are, have been some major changes, you know, as we've talked about. Yeah, big life changes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll step into 2022. A completely different person who I was at the beginning of 2021. Yeah. You know, you know, working in a salon and stuff like that. And uh, so it's all, all good things. But I think it's good. Like, I think it's a good sign that I have actually have the time to cry. Because before, 
I used to pack my days so tightly from 5 a.m. till 9.30 p.m. It was literally every 15 minutes there was something I was doing. You know, it was like, like, it was, it was, like and if I'd even have to book in my naps, I need to put in a 20-minute nap here because I know I can see if I don't nap in between these two things, I'll get a migraine, you know. But now that's not a thing. Like even the other day I got home at 5.15, I had a gin and tonic, I was reading my book club book, had another gin and tonic, uh, had a nap, only for like 15 minutes, Sabrina was cooking, and then I realized I needed to call work to book someone in, and I called up, this is like 7.15, and they picked up and they took the booking, and I was like, gosh, I can't believe I've done all this and they're still there, you know, it's just like, anyway, so there's a bit of guilt there, I think maybe, but boundaries people and i think you need to make time for it i do sometimes get yeah. that like i am um, i'll be skipping out of work like not mm. long after the school bell's gone because i know i've either got a pt session or that this is the afternoon where i can fit the gym in yes and it's like well actually no i'm just i need to boundaries you need to do that but okay. you do get the guilt you do get that kind of a wee bit like eh, what are people going to say people gonna think i'm a bit of a sky bar and you're like well actually no no if you don't do that you no fit state to teach in the first place or absolutely no that's the thing isn't it no but i, I this year I, um i'm looking forward to christmas because we've got tony and james uh with us who are good friends of ours and, and, and tony is uh, originally from new zealand she's been here for like gosh she must have been here for like 15 years now but they're moving back in february so this will be kind of like the last hurrah we so. send off yes yes so super cute but, um but yeah, I, I I must call my parents at Christmas or something like that. We are a terrible family. Like I talk to my mum, like, oh gosh, like once every two months or something like that, you yeah. know. And it's just like, like even the other day, I called her up and just like, oh, did you hear about Brian, my brother? Did you hear about Brian's car accident? I was like, well, no, I didn't. When did it happen? Two weeks ago. And they showed me the photos then uh, via Messenger. And it was like, complete write-off he was unscathed like i don't know how it happened he walked away like and he was he just fell asleep behind the wheel like after work it was the afternoon it wasn't even like nighttime they tested his blood he hadn't like it's not like he was even drinking or anything like that he was just exhausted and and it was just like there was a, a moment where i was like shit i should like sometimes when big stuff like that happens back in australia my parents never really told me told, tell me like i didn't know my pop was dead for two years because no one told me he died. Anyway, yeah, don't look at me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I said, but hang on, I was, like, well, I was invited to the funeral. And my brother's like, you don't get invited to funerals, Ian. Um, okay, fine. Uh, so, yes, we, we need to be better as a family. But... <laughs> Nobody sent me an invitation. Exactly. Where's my plus one? <laughs> yeah, but when big things like this happen, I feel like, you know, that's when I, that's probably the only time I get a shard of homesickness. Because it is, you know, 24 hours away and a minimum of, of like one and a half, two thousand pounds to see these people, you yeah. know. Um, and uh, that's, yeah, so I must call them at Christmas time and, you know, organize something. I, I might go back next Christmas as well with Arthur. So, That'd be we'll cute. Say. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's so hot, my God. And they live in, ta- they live in land, so it's like, there is a risk they can get up to 40 degrees on Christmas. Oh, like, it's not off. fun, you know? <laughs> and you run hot. I run hot. I, yeah, I don't like the heat as much. No, no I'm, not a big, I'm not a big heat fan. No wonder not, that Christmas in Australia was a bit rough on you. Um, yeah, but we were down at the bottom of the West Coast. We were down wine country. Down on the West Coast. Oh, lovely. Do you yeah. drink wine? I love wine. I'm a big wino. Oh, I wish I 
did. It just fills me up too much. I get like too sleepy. It's like oh. it's filling for me. It's delicious. Yeah. I love tasting wine and stuff like that. But if I sit on red or even white, actually, I'm like, I just get too saturated. No, know? I love it. I One of my favorite things about Australia was going to like the vineyards and mm. then you'd go into like the the little taste what's it called they call them cellar doors i think you go to the cellar yeah, door boom yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it's called and you go in and you like taste a couple of wines you pick your favorite one and then they're like oh we'll buy like four bottles of this or something and like oh do you want one on your table you're like yes. yes and then you walk through like another set of doors and you're just like in this beautiful restaurant that's like this big like basically this big raised deck that's all open to the vineyard and then you yeah. sit down and it's all like oysters and nice fish and there's just wine that you've just picked Ugh. Do you know what's interesting? It's like, a yeah, vibe, isn't it? It is. <laughs> do, 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 was that Yarra Valley by any chance or anything like that? Yeah. So that was Yarra Valley. Yes, yeah. yeah. That's where we went for uh, Stuart and Sean's wedding back in 2019. It was lovely. And, but one thing I thought was surprising that they didn't have any... Like, you would think, like, if I was living there and I had a license, I would organise kind of a tour bus, like kind of a pick up a drop off kind of a constant loop thing like you know the red bus tours here yeah. a bit like that for the vineyards and the cellar doors that they had nothing like that no. so you have to drive from thing place to place yeah. and it's really interesting as soon as you go in they they tell you what you can drink and still drive on oh, really? and they're like but if you also have one of our meals you could have another you know like they kind of you know, let you know all the trying to upsell you on the booze yeah but uh yeah i just thought that's that's a it's a no-brainer to have a kind of a Kind of a, a constant circuit it's, through it's it. Maybe not, um, it's maybe not high class enough. Cause it, fe- exactly, it felt like yeah. a very kind of like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Bougie. It felt very bougie. <laughs> and I just can't imagine bougie people getting on a tour bus. No, exactly. Uh, the bougie. No, let's go back. And that's another thing I love going back with Arthur for because he will then want to do kind of more touristy things that, you know, when you... It's like, I don't know if you, your family did this growing up, but we never really did touristy things in Australia. No. So I had no idea that... There was there are, there are vineyards uh, near Canberra, which is only two hours away from us. So you, that is a day trip away if you want, or a night, a night so, you know, which we can do. But because my parents don't really, really drink wine anyway, so it's good to go back with someone who wants to do touristy stuff. Yeah, it gets you, it lets you like see your country in a different light. Yeah, that kind well, of vibe. yeah, it's like me. I, I'm I'm obsessed with Scotland. I yeah. love Highland. I love, like, we went to Braemar. So I've never been to the Highlands. Oh, it's just... Or the Islands. God, like, I can tell you right now, if you started crying up there, you would never stop. Like, it is just, especially if you go up, like, the autumn and stuff, maybe in the bleak of winter, it's probably not the best unless you're writing a novel. Um, but, yeah, it is just, there's just so much air and so much space, and you feel very, very small, you know? So in a kind of humbling way, not in yeah. a scary way, you know, not the scary way you feel like when you're in the middle of nowhere in Australia and you're about to run out of fuel. This happened to Arthur and I. And I was like, oh, gosh, we did finally find somewhere. But there was this moment was like we could be stuck out here forever, you know. So. Or like out in the sea. If you're out on a boat. Oh, I see. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the scary one. Of course. Open water's terrifying. <laughs> this is nothing. I've actually started to stress myself out just talking about silly. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Squeaky bum time. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, listen, we're at 34 minutes. We haven't, haven't really talked about anything. We just talked about Christmas. Oh, we did. <laughs> Merry I, Christmas. I have a topic. We'll talk about the topic Everyone. next time. Yes, it kind of would. Well, yes. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, Mark. Merry Christmas, Ian. <laughs> Have a lovely time when it comes. Woo woo.
<laughs> yes, and like if you know, if you want, you can just come and slog out in our corner here. You oh know, God, just imagine. imagine. <laughs> I just put on my decoration yesterday. Actually, I never even told you about my tree. That's fine. Uh, how was your tree? Um, she's, Trimmed well. She's bougie. She's oh, bougie. Really? Yeah, but then the dog kind of ate her a lot of her last year. So from like oh. the. I see. The knee up, she's not great. <laughs> right. Knee down, sorry, she's not great. You just have to get big boxes and cover them like they're big gifts. You yeah. Know? Nice. Good. Yeah. All right, my lovely. All right, <laughs> Sign my off. Love. Bye, everyone. Bye. Enjoy Turkey Day. <laughs>